Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli. Pam is going to let us know all about this upcoming week, which is week 24 of 2022, starting with Monday, June 13th. And this is my birthday week. Yay, yay. I'm so excited. So I'm really excited to know what's happening this week. Pam, what's in store? And then I'll be back at the end of the week for our little meditation. What's up? Okay, first off, uh, happy birthday to Mariella, because I know she's a regular listener. And yes, there's a lot of Geminis in my life. But as Susie mentioned, we will talk about her birthday date as well. But so here we are on this point on the 13th of June when we are heading towards the full moon that happens on the 14th. And that's the full moon in Gemini, um, full moon in Sagittarius, because the sun is in Gemini. Where we're at, and those of you who have been listening regularly know that this new moon in Gemini, I I talked a lot about fresh starts, uh, awakening, uh, curiosity, and we had Mercury finally came out of retrograde and then the the storm period where it retraces its steps so now mercury is direct unencumbered by having passed over what it had been before yet on monday the thing to keep in mind is that this can be a very fast moving a lot of things getting checked off and happening day And that is all true. That absolutely can be your reality. But the other thing to keep in mind that there may be some confusion or uh, cross signals or you think you're clear on something, but somebody else had their head in the clouds or another vision of what the intention would look like. So the most important piece on the 13th is to make sure communication is clear. Is everybody really on the same page? Check in with people. The moon is in fast-moving Sagittarius, uh, fire sign, mutable energy. So there's a lot of exuberance that comes with that. And the kind of let's do this and let's do that energy. Mercury moves into the sign of Gemini, an air sign, very complementary with the sun in Gemini. And so we're really kind of booking ahead with the momentum that goes with the, the full moon. However, 
since that full moon is also in dialogue with the planet Neptune, that's where the fuzzy lines can come in. And it's not, in my perspective, it's not all bad. I mean, some astrologers, we all have our different allegiances, prejudices, comfort zones, discomfort zones. And Neptune is the planetary energy on its positive. It uh, is the highest octave of love. It reminds us how we're all connected in this big universal unconscious. Because it's in late degree Pisces, and this has been quite a trip with Neptune and Pisces, a slow-moving planet that uh, unfortunately has brought in a lot of negative manifestations of Neptune, such as self-medication, wanting to escape, uh, lack of taking responsibility, blaming, feeling a sense of feeling victimized. On the other end of the spectrum, it's all about looking to be one's own savior uh, and, and helping others, people coming together for uh, universal love, universal community, uh, big, big movements and shifts of people seeing themselves as being part of a greater whole. Of course, it's a spectrum for every planet, for every sign. We're looking at lowest manifestation and highest manifestation. So since Neptune is a prominent geometric configuration with this full moon, <clears throat> It speaks about how do we integrate? How do we pull in the sense of how we're connected? On Monday, we have a lot of the good juice, a sense of coming together, a sense of sharing ideas. Uh, the moon in Sag is working beautifully with Mars and Aries. This real, like, how do we come together to make something happen? or even independently just moving forward. Air and fire signs, especially jazzed, especially feeling that ability to move past things that maybe held us back in the, in the past. And we can really accelerate action, especially anything that involves, oh, this is an old wound or a block that's gotten in my way before. You can feel as though, like the ocean's part, as though you're able to move with alacrity in a way that in the past may have tripped you up or someone with whom you're working or someone that you're helping. And so this can be a very, very dynamic day. What happens sometimes and... Um, I read this the other day about um, <clears throat> recovering from addictions, that when somebody has a relapse or they sort of second guess or fall backwards, it actually is a sign that their brain is panicking because they're, they're building momentum. They're actually going in the direction they want. So the, the real snare, of course, is if, if we deceive ourselves in thinking, oh, that 
relapse or trip up that happened is my reality. I have failed. And so I bring this up just because on Monday, especially in the evening or early morning on Tuesday, we may have a sense of, oh, why did I do that? Or I went too far. I pushed too far. Or how do I think I've really accomplished that? It must have been a fluke. Uh, Just reassure yourself. Uh, remind yourself that you are in this lovely full moon energy that's about integration. It's about allowing yourself a sense of the knowledge that you've gained, the wisdom that you've earned really can be integrated with childhood um, or preconceptions of who you think you are. I mean, sometimes what happens is uh, we get into this sense of real knowing, wisdom, knowledge, uh, accomplishments, but then we fall backwards. I think it was Ram Das whose famous quote is something like, if you think you're enlightened, enlightened, go spend a weekend with your family of origin. Um, because we we all have our our patterns that confront us at times. And I think the the strong piece about these couple of days is that we may have that sense of falling a little backwards, but we don't have to stay there. The whole point of the polarity action, like a full moon, is we are working on achieving balance. I mean, picture two kids on a seesaw, which, of course, you don't see them very often anymore. But uh, if you're going to sit on a seesaw and have you both be exactly parallel to the earth, there's a there's a juggling, a shifting that must happen. You know, if the two children are different weights, who's on the board where, how do you get? that sweet equilibrium, but it's not sustainable. There's there's no way to sustain it. Sooner or later, one of them has to go to the bathroom or eat or mommy yells. I mean, it's just not sustainable. Or if it's my brother, he hops off so I fall on the ground. I mean, (laughs) but whatever it was, it's that it's this... It's the recognition that you can maintain, you can be in that perfect space. And the fact that you can't hold it doesn't mean that it's not perfect. It means that there's something new to learn. There's something new to experience. There's something your brain has to understand. There's something that your spiritual self wants to open up into. So very powerful Uh, full moon and if and when you feel yourself sort of losing that sense of this is something I've gained or achieved or understood then allowing the question because when we think we know everything we know nothing and so (laughs) the allowing in the question the doubt the confusion and then take a breath to trust and know that what you need to know will come to you. But if you don't know everything now, it's okay. 
And if somebody feels unsure, confused, or uh, unhappy, the most important thing is to be present, listen, and move into the next energy, because the next energy is coming. The moon goes void, of course, at 10.58 a.m. on Tuesday, the 14th. And it's void, of course, basically... uh, late morning into the uh, early evening. It enters Capricorn at 6.14 p.m. So you want to use that void of course time to be working on something already in motion, finishing something up, uh, getting outside if possible, being in nature. Sag Moon just loves that. And doing something that lets you feel as though you're seeking but don't expect to find the answer at least not until the moon enters the sign of capricorn once it enters capricorn even though now we're in the waning moon cycle because the full moon is hit we still are in this really good energy of uh, completion being able to meet power on its terms uh And on your terms, the truth to power kind of energy, the energy that's about holding one's own in spite of uh, things that may feel a little difficult, like dealing with uh, things that have to do with finance or um, psychological uh, difficulties that we may be going through or a friend may be going through, anything that has to do with... addressing something that needs to be healed or that needs to be empowered. So that evening, Tuesday evening, Wednesday, and the 16th, Thursday, are really excellent days to be working on this. Know that on Wednesday especially in the late afternoon, early evening, some people may be feeling very, very stretched. Tempers may be short. Um, patience may be short. And, and the, the antidote to this is not to buy into the frenzy. Just hold, hold ground, hold space, allow someone to spin like a tot, if that's what they need to do, and show them safe landing because what's happening is there's a sense of wanting to move forward with a certain alacrity, but we have to make sure that what we're moving forward to has the integrity to go the distance. But very strong overall healing energy on these couple of days Once again, as I mentioned about earlier in the week, if you feel as though you're or someone you're working with or you know is is meeting something head on that's difficult, you can really shift that at this point in time. There may always be a sense of identification with it, especially on reflection, but that doesn't mean it has to have the same charge that maybe it's had for your whole life, for a few years, for a period of time. 
On the 16th, the moon goes forward, of course, at 2.41 p.m. So this day may move with greater precision than the day before, especially once we get through mid-morning. So mid-morning through mid-afternoon, very strong period to accomplish, to get goals met, to have the conversations you need to have. At 5.44 p.m., the moon enters Aquarius. Uh, it went void at 2.41 p.m. And so that would be wrapping up activity time. Once it enters the sign of Aquarius, whew, now we're in a couple of days where we are moving. And so tasks or things that you wanted to get done, get off your desk in this waning moon cycle, um, finishing conversations already begun, things where you have to reconnect with someone who you had started a conversation with, very strong energy to do that the evening of Thursday through Friday and into Saturday, yeah, Saturday mid-afternoon. So going back to Friday, one thing I do want to mention is in the evening, because of a picture to the planet Uranus, this is when I always, t uh, I always say, pay attention to where you are in space. If you're on the roads, pay attention to other drivers, other things that are happening. Because when the moon is, is engaged in hard aspect to Uranus, uh, people are, their moods are changing very quickly. Their thought processes or what they're thinking of is moving very fast. And so you want to be crystal clear alert because other people you encounter may be distracted by something that grabbed their attention or that they are running towards. So it's always important to be <clears throat> alert in those situations. You may also feel like you've got to jump to this, that, and the other thing. But as you do that, be aware of your environments, who's around you, and what they're doing. <clears throat> On Saturday, the moon goes void, of course, at 2.50 p.m. And the juiciest time to be really making those opportunities happen, especially anything that's got to do with networking, connections, people who come together to make things happen, that is at its really strong point when we're at uh, mid morning until we get to that 2.50 time when the moon goes void of course. Once it's gone void of course, <clears throat> this sets up a very nice kind of play afternoon to talk, have kind of, you know, shoot the breeze, um, see this and that, um, ex explore different things, but just know that you want to wait until the moon enters the next sign before you would actually do anything contractual or make things that were promises or receive a promise. 
waning moon cycle, moon void, of course, at this point. And the other thing that's happening is there's a picture in the sky between Venus and Saturn. So uh, a hard aspect, it's a square. So if you know your horoscope and you've been told you have uh, a challenged Venus with Saturn, then you may be feeling particularly vulnerable on this day. You may feel that people aren't meeting your needs. You can't rely on anybody. Somebody fell short. Uh, what happens when these transits move through the sky and they echo something in our birth horoscope is it's like it scrapes at a wound. Ideally, you've been doing, we've been doing the work that happens when we have this particular aspect or a similar one. And if that's the case, then, or even if it isn't, and you feel that someone isn't there for you or you have to do everything yourself, remind yourself or ask yourself, what is this triggering or what is this mirroring that's an old story for me? Do I really want this to be my truth and reality? No. <laughs> I mean, why would anyone? So since grown up now, because you're listening to this, you're not a kid, uh, then you say to yourself, well, how can I give myself? How can I support myself? What can I do to allay this feeling? Who can I ask for help or support? How am I creating this? Because perhaps I am. And it can be very informative for us when this happens. Otherwise, you know, maybe it's like, oh, this again. I know what this feels like, and it will pass. And it will. It will pass. Because once the transit's moved, it's done. And so as the evening progresses, then you can release yourself from these feelings, unless you choose to hold on to them. Because... That's the thing. We can choose to hold on to grievances our entire lives. And we can stunt our growth our entire lives. We choose. We choose how affected we're going to be by circumstances that happen to us and how efficiently we're going to move by things that would have pulled us down when we were younger and move on to a new story. So when the moon enters Pisces at 7.01 p.m., now we're definitely in a new story if we chose to get into it. And this just looks like it can be a lovely evening for dance, music, film, pleasure, uh, meditation, whatever it is that helps you release, decompress, etc., etc spills into Sunday the 19th, which interestingly is Father's Day. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I don't see any particular wrinkle on Father's Day other than the moon is in the sign of Pisces. So some of us who maybe lost our fathers or um, 
never really were connect or didn't really know, maybe feeling very nostalgic or thoughtful or even sad. So what I would say is use that energy creatively and work on how you support yourself inside to feel you have that buttress, the strength and the sense of where you're going within yourself and the companions you bring around you. So overall, this week is very much about integrating the energy of the Sag moon with the Gemini sun. So how do we, how do we bring that knowledge, that wisdom that we've been working on and obtaining, and that sense of when I'm really lost and feel unmoored, go to nature, go to nature, go to nature. So how do we how do we infuse the a part of us that feels more uh, childlike curiosity, expectation, and maybe a sense of needing someone else to guide us? How do we infuse that within us so that we know the guide is within at all times? The guide is within. And now I turn it over to Susie. Beautiful. The guide is within. Thank you so much, Pam. Okay, I invite everyone now, as always, for a little 10-minute meditation. So if you can, just find a, a place of stillness. Feel your body just coming to that place that if you've been listening to us for a while, you're very familiar with that place of stillness and quietness. And if you are a practitioner of meditation, you know that if you do it, you keep doing it, you keep doing it, that the moment you sit down, click. You just click into it. So let's open ourselves to increasing our practice and allowing that click to be graceful and gentle and getting us into that space of peacefulness immediately. And as we arrive with st stability, with peace of mind, taking a few deeper breaths, and visualizing at the very center of our being, at the very center of our heart, our self, our core, And as we concentrate on that place, let's just think of this as the centre of us now for the moment, the centre of the self, the centre of the heart, the centre of thoughts, the centre of consciousness, the centre of all of it. This is our experience. 
And in this place, there is fullness and wholeness. complete and whole and at the same time this space is unlimited. It is not bounded. It is open in all directions, open in all dimensions, Awareness in all places, all times. And feeling this expansive, expansive nature, this expansion. And as we feel it, or perhaps even just try to feel it, we might have some reservations. We might have some feelings of, uh, of lack. We might have some strong emotions come up that don't allow us to visualise ourselves as whole or complete or unlimited, we might feel some very strong emotions festering within. We might feel unloved or hurt. We might feel shame or guilt. We might feel sadness. So instead of overriding these, just allow them to be present. And part of real spiritual development is awareness of these disturbing emotions. Awareness of these states of being that might be in conflict with our desire to be happy or our desire to feel completeness. So be aware of them. Recognise them. See them for what they are. See them also as stepping stones towards spiritual development that we can actually utilise, really see them and understand them and use these disturbing emotional states to propel us forward in our understanding of the nature of ourself the nature of the world, the nature of reality, the nature of the mind. And instead of just 
falling into these states again and again and again as we do in life, as is our experience. Just notice. Just notice these states. I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm jealous. Just notice the state and then begin to investigate. What brought me to this state? What are all of the stepping stones? What are all of the bits and pieces that brought me to this state? How can I understand this state more deeply? How can I use this disturbing emotional state to reach a higher spiritual development? So it's not just, oh, I'm angry, what can I do to make me feel better? It's like, what made me angry? How did I become angry? What in my perception of reality has led me to this state? So our very first steps in spiritual development are awareness, awareness of who we are, what we are, how we got here, and what we can do to really look at ourselves much, much deeper. So as we meditate, as we work together, as we understand the nature of mind, we're always walking towards this deeper and not necessarily a simplistic, but a deeper and perhaps even more complex understanding of where we're at. So as we come into this meditation today, we're allowing ourselves now, putting some space in there, putting some time, putting some energy and putting some effort into really understanding the state of mind and not automatically overriding it. We are not automatically trying to make ourselves feel better or numbing ourselves or distracting ourselves because, as we know, as we've all been alive a few years here, we know that there are definitely things that keep popping up again and again. They come back again and again giving us another opportunity to learn something. So now we are using this space to recognise that we need to go deeper, that we need to have more understanding, that we need to really go deeply to understand the nature of ourselves. with openness, with vulnerability, 
without judgment, with compassion towards the self. And as we take a deeper breath, knowing that we will come back again to this place to open, go deeper and investigate, we gently open our eyes and say thank you. Thank you to ourselves for being here now. Thank you to all of you for being with us here and now. And we will be with you next week. Thank you, Pam. Thanks, everyone, and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.